Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we're talking with successful business owners to hear their stories of the journey to building their business. And because we know that achieving success in business is not something that we can do on our own, we recognize the folks that helped us excel. I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest has a double major in agriculture and business and lives on a small farm. He enjoys all forms of racing and uh, also working on the farm as his way to decompress. And he's most proud of an internal journey that him and his wife are going on to, to better understand himself and, and be a better version of himself. It is my pleasure to welcome, uh, <laughs> excuse me, to welcome Will to the show today. Hello, Will. Hey, how are you, Tim? I am awesome. Thank you so much for asking. So, hey, let's start with having you introduce yourself. And uh, tell us a little bit of your personal story, where you were born, where you live now, about your family and your hobbies. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, born in, um, in Anderson, Indiana. So, you know, uh, currently live in Noblesville. So I didn't journey too far from home uh, outside of uh, school. But yeah, so from there, grew up in Anderson, um, uh, went to St. Mary's uh, in grade school and then uh, we kind of had this funny thing where we had an Anderson address, but Lapel School District that went to high school in Lapel, and then um, you know went off to a college in Ohio, uh, where, like you mentioned, I got a um, a double major, one in agriculture business, and um, so I currently live in Noblesville, uh, you know, uh, you know, currently. So um, married, got a wife, uh, and four kids. So two boys, two girls. Um, that keep us pretty, uh, not pretty, that keep us um, really busy. Uh, they're all, they're, they're, they range from the oldest being 13 and the youngest being six. So they're, they're all pretty active now, you know, um, in different hobbies and sports and stuff. So um, kind of like you mentioned earlier, uh, hobbies for us is we live on a farm, a small little hobby farm uh, where we raise uh, show cattle and our kids show cattle and livestock um, uh, actually starting to do some goats now too, so we do a little bit of that um and then we uh we're, we're big race fans um you know always been uh huge fan in racing and uh, we love all types of racing uh our kids uh used to race quarter midgets um uh race cars they were into dirt bikes now so they dirt bike and uh, do a lot of dirt biking my daughter's got a four-wheeler she loves riding that and so we go different trails and places to ride those, but um, sprint cars, big time on sprint cars. We're in Indiana, Indianapolis, of course. Uh, <laughs> and we're talking on the month of May, the, um, you know, the week before uh, or the week of the race. Um, so love, um, you know, IndyCar racing as well. So um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of us in a nutshell, I guess. Um, of kind of, you know, our, our family and kind of where we're, where we're from. Awesome. Thank you so much. So, um, Will, is there a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us? I think the, uh, I think the biggest laughing point is uh, apparently I can't say the word cereal. So I say it cereal. I say it wrong. And <laughs> every time I'm like, let's go. Eat, hurry up, eat your cereal. Let's go. Uh, everybody just starts <laughs> laughing and, and, and chuckling or, or something like that. So, uh, no, I guess I don't have the best uh, best grammar, but yeah, that the word surreal for whatever reason I can't I can't seem to say right or say funny, and <laughs> I, it doesn't get old around our house. So yeah, they, they laugh. The kids just you know, crack up every single time, and obviously make fun of me for it. So, but you know, 
So. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting to that, you know, the kids are getting to that age where, um, you know, some, some of the kids still think dad's cool and the other ones kind of still think it's right? nice, fun to make fun of them. So. I love it. So, well, tell us about how the business came about and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? Yeah. So, um, you know, the business kind of came about, we're in real estate investing and, you know, um, I had a full-time job in medical device sales and, uh, and, you know, wanted to get in real estate, uh, honestly, uh, more possibly to, to buy some rentals and just to, um, you know, kind of buy some rentals as some passive income and for, you know, years down the road for retirement to kind of live off of. Um, so the, the whole theory behind the whole thing was, hey, I'd buy a house or two and rehab them, take whatever money I made on that rehab and then, you know, buy rentals with it and uh, have passive income. And so we kind of started doing that. And um you know, at the time, I really, really enjoyed my company that I worked for. Um, still good friends with the owner today. It was a small medical distributorship, you know, 15 people in the company. And, um, but the industry was changing. You know, this was, um, you know, uh, back in probably, you know, I would say, you know, it started happening maybe in 2011, 12, 13, you know, uh, era. Uh, the industry was changing. Healthcare was changing, you know, um, in a big way. And so, I, I didn't necessarily love the job anymore. I was kind of doing it for the money. Uh, I love the company, but the actual job itself. Um, and so as that was kind of happening more and more, I was, the real estate thing was starting to build and build, you know, and I was starting to do more deals and I was just doing them on the evenings and weekends. And I wasn't working on the, my own houses by any means, you know, we had contractors doing all that. Um, and I just kind of caught the entrepreneur bug and thought, man, um, I think I could make a run at this, you know? And, um, so we just, I kind of built it up to a certain point where I felt like it was, uh, absorbing most of my time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I called the owner of our company and, and just said, Hey, you know, like, you know, I'm doing this real estate thing on the side. I'm really, you know, I think I'm gonna try to make a run at it. You know, I'm just, I love our company. I'm not been, but I also said like, Hey, um, you know, I'm, you know, obviously I was prepared for that moment to be done in two weeks if he, or to, the net, that day. Right. Um, right. And, but I also told him like, Hey, if you want me going tomorrow, great. No problem. I understand. Um, but I'm also one, we were a small company. I covered uh, Indiana, Kentucky. And I knew that me leaving was going to really uh, put him in a bind. And, um, you know, I just chose to say, Hey, like I'm here, I'll help you hire the next guy, train next guy. If it takes six months, eight months, it doesn't matter. I'm not in a hurry to make this big change. Right. Um, but I just want to be upfront and honest with you that it's getting busier and I'm, and I'm starting to see, you know, and this is what I want to do. And, um, you know, I think he was uh, obviously as anybody, when you lose somebody good or, or that, it's kind of like, but he was very grateful that we were able to do that. And so I hired um, the next candidate, I interviewed the next candidate, I hired him, I trained him, I onboarded him. And I actually, in some way, shape or form, I kind of slowly weaned off of that medical device job as I ramped up this other guy and stayed on payroll uh, for a good year and a half for two years. And that really looking back was probably saving grades because I was able to ramp one business up and still have, my wife was working full-time. She was in the pharmaceutical. She had a great job, good benefits. Um, and so it worked out great for my, my, you know, my boss, uh, in his company. And it worked out great for me that we were able to do this transition very smoothly. Um, and so, that's how it all started. And then I just started, I was doing everything right. Like my wife was doing actually a lot behind the scenes and the book work and 
but I was going out and I was meeting with sellers and I was looking at houses and I was doing the rehabs, was doing all of that. Yeah. And, um, and then I just, you know, when I got to one capacity, I hired somebody, you know, to fill that role, to help me out. Just, you know, internally, I had someone help me out with administrative stuff. And then I just built a team organically one person at a time as I needed uh, that help. And, and, you know, today we're, you know, we, we got about eight to 10, eight to 10 team members. We just hired a COO. Um, you know, I say we've been in business for eight years. I really do mean it when I say, like, I think we're just getting started. Like the groundwork is laid. We have a solid foundation. That's awesome. And now we've hired um, a, a COO to really, I feel like we can put the foot on the gas now and the wheels won't fall off. You yeah. know, and I see yeah, right? a lot of business owners that, <laughs> you know, that they put their foot on the gas and then, but they don't have the infrastructure and the yeah. process and the systems to um, withstand the gas, you know, them. so that's where we're at now. And then, so it's, just, it's been a, it's not been a slow journey, but a very steady journey um, that we've been on. And, you know, I'm excited to see where we go from here. So, well, tell us a little bit more about the company. Um, more specifically, what do you guys do? How do you help folks? And, and if people are interested in learning more, how can they uh, get a hold of you? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you know, basically we, we run a real estate investment company where we wholesale rehab and do rental houses. So we, um, we wholesale uh, houses. So we go out and we spend all this money in marketing and we get the phone serene into us. We go out and we meet with homeowners, right? These are people that maybe have inherited a house. There's four or five siblings, one's in California, New York, Indiana. Uh, mom, you know, and dad passed away. They'd have this house now. Um, so we, you know, we deal with inherited houses. We deal with landlords, guys that have owned these rental houses for 20 and 30 years. And a lot of these guys are um, selling now because the market's so hot. So we have a lot of those that they're just looking to get out and retire. Uh, we deal with people that, um, you know, have equity in their house, but their house needs $35,000, $40,000 worth of work in order to, to put it on the, you know, onto the market. And they just don't have the capital to do that or the means to do that. Um, so I always go in and say that, is that 95% of the people that sell their house will do it the traditional way through a real estate agent, fix it up, go through a real estate agent. We help the 5%. And so we have a very niche market. And so we go out and I would say we don't buy houses, we buy problems, right? If you don't have a problem, we're probably not a good solution. But if you do, we can be a great solution. So we go out, we do that. And then we um, we have real estate investors all across the country that look to us uh, as their means of buying real estate investment properties. So we do all the heavy lifting and we wholesale it and then we, we sell it to our investors. So that's, that's a part of our business. And then we also, obviously we rehab, we buy houses, we rehab them, we sell them to homeowners like you or I. And then the third part, which is why we got into this business, is we have about 100 homes, uh, rental homes right now. And the goal is to continue to build and uh, expand upon it. So um, so that's what we're doing. It really, my business model hasn't changed from when I started. It's take all the active income and invest in passive income. And so that's what we continue to do as a company and as an organization today. So uh, New Paradox is our company. Um and you can go to newparadox.com. Uh, That's N-U-P-A-R-A-D-O-X.com. And um, you can get our information there and contact us. But yeah, we're, we're very passionate about what we do. So we'd love to help investors get into this. You know, um, our motto is invest right, live free is, you know, new paradox came from, we're changing the new paradox, right? The paradox in traditional um, uh, or, uh, investing is you work for a company for 30 years and then you 
you invest in either in that company or in the stock market or mutual fund or whatever it is, 401ks. And um, we're passionate about real estate. We think it's, uh, you're seeing the market right now as we're speaking. Um, there's a, you know, it's very vulnerable, the market. And we believe in real estate and it's the new way of investing and it's a great place to park money. And real estate is pretty consistent. Um, even when the market, even when the market goes down your house values, your rent still comes in every month and your rent values stay the same. And, you know, the thing about the stock market over the long run, it's, it usually tends to be okay and, and pretty good, but timing's a big thing. And when you're sick, right. the people that are 65 and 70 right now, it's hard to, it's hard to recover from that. Now, when you're 35, 40, you can ride the ups and downs. Right. And yeah. stuff. So we just chose real estate. We're passionate about it. We're passionate about other people, at least looking at it to diversify into their portfolio of investing, you know, in their retirement. Fantastic. So Will, share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it, even maybe when you thought you couldn't and the impact that that person had on you. Yeah, there's tons of people in different, um, different stages of my, uh, in, in different stages of my career. I would say one that sticks out that I still talk about to uh, today is, a, is another local real estate investor, actually, that's, uh, uh, you know, a competitor uh, in many ways. We don't look at each other like that. Um, um, but he took time. You know, I was a one man band at the time. I think I maybe had one or two people. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I had one part time person working uh, with me and um, I needed to grow and I was tired. And I, you know, and he whiteboarded out Steve Richards and he's um, a good friend of mine to, that, to this day. Uh, and um, he whiteboarded out. We spent three or four hours me And I said, I, I don't know if I can afford another person. And I'm doing all this and he, okay, what did your day look like? So he maps out, you know, my whole day and like, how much time are you spending in this? How much time are you spending in that? And how much money are you making here? And how much money, how much could you do if you had another person? What would the revenue, like he just whiteboard, like he goes, you need to hire an acquisitions person. Like, you know, you, this is where you need to grow. So it's kind of like, I knew I needed to hire somebody. Yeah. But I didn't really know in what capacity and what way. And yeah. he helped really walk that out. And I did. I went out and I hired somebody, I think, in about 45 days later. And then once you get through that first new hire and you, you're like, oh, it's a big investment. I'm giving up profits. You know, I'm not keeping all the money anymore. <laughs> yeah. But if you start to see uh, the leverage that provides and the scalability that starts to provide, then you're like, oh, okay. Then the second, gets, and then third, then it just gets easier. Yes. And easier. And each time I'm giving up, you know, when you're doing this all by yourself, you're keeping hundred percent of the, of the, of the pie and you're giving a little piece of that up every single time. But now it's like, of course, right. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, 10% you know, of a big number is better than hundred percent of a small number. Right? So <laughs> Fair. He, yeah. he was, he, it was huge. It was eye opening and, and the, you know, and the fact that a competitor would sit there and, a guy that's in the same space as I would, would sit there and spend time with. It just shows you, you know, the abundance mentality that this guy has, obviously. I love it. So, well, what's your biggest learning over the years as an owner? There's a lot. I mean, uh, I could dive in, you know, if we, we could break this down to subjects and, and, and really do it. I think the thing I've learned the most is about people. I mean, I'm now in the people business, you know, I'm not in the housing business. I'm in, as you're building teams and you're running a company, you become to learn about people. Uh, I probably, you know, the biggest thing I've, um, you know, learned was like, you know, looking at all these behavioral assessments and what people really thrive 
and what position and what role in the company. And um, it's hard to figure out sometimes, you know, and, and especially when you're small, you don't have a lot of data to choose from. So I think that's, um, I think that's been uh, the biggest learning is about people, how everyone's different. You got to treat them different. You got to manage them different. You got to lead them different. But it's also, I've also seen when we hire the right person off of core values from a culture standpoint, and then also on a behavioral assessment standpoint, and then we do cognitive scores too. So it's how quick can somebody learn? Because we're not a huge company and we got to have people that can learn quickly. And that's not an intelligence level, just how quickly can they learn? When we can get those things right and we implement, those people are so much more successful straight out the gate. And they're happier straight out the gate. We're happier straight out the gate. And so I've learned that, okay, I've learned what these profiles look like and understanding them and really knowing the way people are, the, the way that people tick. And yeah. um, so that's been the biggest challenge. That's been the biggest learning I've had to do. And, you know, um, you know, and it's, it makes so much more sense as we've done this over the years. And sometimes in the past, I would try to deviate from it, and, you know, and make an exception or, uh, you know, or justify something. And every time, you know, I'm saying, well, you know, it, you know, I didn't, and that, is bad on for me, but it's also bad for them. I, you know, you're, right. yes. I, I'm looking out for them, and did, you know, just as much as um, I'm looking out for myself. Yeah. yeah I hear a, a number of stories from, from business owners who, who did skip steps or, or didn't follow the, the process and then significantly regretted it after the fact. So, you know, the, the phrase of hire slow and fire fast is, is very, true right good good wisdom to follow and you know make sure you do all your homework up front and that it's going to be a good cultural fit because you know we can teach skills but we can't teach cultural fit and we all yeah. have experiences where we've brought the wrong person onto the bus right <laughs> that's right and that's um that's that's part of it and, uh, you know our motto motto last year and really has carried on to this year and just in life is choose your heart like mm. I've always said it's hard to be in great shape and it's hard to be obese. It's hard to be married and it's hard to be divorced. You know, you got to choose your heart. And I think sometimes is it's hard to find the right person in your small company to find the right person with the right behavioral assessment, especially in this day and age with this work environment. I mean, right. The yeah. talent pool is slim. And so it's, it's hard and you got to be patient, but it's also hard to hire the wrong person. Yes. And, so choose your heart. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> choose your heart. Yeah, fantastic. So, well, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So, tell us about one of your biggest challenges during the years, and a fellow business owner who came alongside you to help you get through it. Yeah, I mean, uh, there again, uh, there's multiple people and 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 in different parts. You know, I think. Um, you know, I think the biggest challenge I, I, I probably really had was, um, you know, we kind of, we came out, I, I had a huge, uh, I had a partnership with another gentleman uh, in, in the market. Um, it was really kind of a big JV and, um, and it was good. I mean, the business itself was successful. We did really well. Great guys, still good friends with them to this day, but his, you know, visions change and his vision uh, of, of where he wanted to go and what he wanted to do was looking was looking different for me and for mine. And mm -hmm. the reality was I was probably holding him back. He, he, he was this, you know, um, 
wants to do these really extremely big things, you know, and, and in a big way is, is risk, uh, is tolerant for risk is a lot higher than, you know, more, you know, higher than mine. And, and so we decided, um, you know, Hey, um, you know, it makes sense. Let's, let's, you know, kind of go a different direction and you go follow that and let's help each other get there too. And I, and I think we, any partnership you divide up is tough to do it, but we, you know, relatively speaking on great terms, we did it easily and, and dissolved it with the way it was set up. But I think the biggest challenge for me after that point was, um, man, you, that sense of having a partner is just such a great feeling because you got somebody when th- times were good to celebrate with. And when times were tough, you got someone to lean on and, and you feel like you're going through this journey together. And so the wins weren't as good. You know, you didn't have that, so, you know, and mm-hmm. I really struggled with that more so than I probably anticipated. And even though looking back and it was obviously the right direction, I see where he's at now. He's extremely successful doing what he's doing. And we're obviously extremely successful doing what we're doing. Um, you know, and, you know, who helped me through that, um, you know, was, was really my wife, you know, um, she's also involved in our business. And, uh, so I would say her, um, and then, you know, um, we had another, uh, uh, person that I kind of hired as a consultant that came on for a little bit, uh, Amanda, um, and she also did, um, some sales coaching with our team. And that also gave me this sense of like having someone else that was there to help support us. And so, um, that was probably the biggest challenge and, and, um, the two people that really helped, you know, get me through that, you know, um, you know, uh, so yeah, that was, that was the biggest transition. And Will, what's your wife's name? Uh, Mandy. Mandy. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. So, um, Phil, if I asked you to pick three people in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for them being there as part of your business's growth, who are those three people and how'd they help you? Uh, yeah, so uh, Amanda, who I just spoke about, uh, who's our sales trainer, uh, also did some business consulting with us. Um, I would definitely say because she was she was with me through different aspects of our business and the journey and the ups and the downs. And um, she was a great sounding board. So no doubt uh, her. Uh, once again, um, it, it's my wife. I mean, she's uh, she truly she is, you know, my partner, you know, my business partner. She's been involved in this business since day one. And she left, you know, I didn't tell her story, but she left corporate America, you know, as well. Right. So four kids and we're both in the business full time. Um, and um, I, I just couldn't do it without her. It's like, there's, I don't know how to explain it. There's so many challenges and difficulties that come with having your wife in your business. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of comfort knowing that the person that you can trust the most is, is right there next to you. And so um, her for sure. Um, and then really not a person, but, you know, I talk about our team has been through a lot. Uh, and I think our team has helped us through the journey. We've got, we've been a business for eight years. I've got people who have been with us for seven and a half years, six years, five years, four years. Um, it really comes down to our team, our core team. Even when we, I brought on a certain amount of team members onto this, onto the partnership. And then I brought, uh, and then they came with me when we left and split uh, the partnership. And, and they really wrote out some times too you know, and, uh, stuck with it positive. Um, and, um, so, you know, we're, we're, I, I mean, every single one of them individually has really helped us through our journey and, and we all, it's all, I'm a bit, you know, culture, uh, eats, um, you know, I, you know, systems, you know, for lunch, in my opinion, and the culture you have in your business, you can have the best systems, but the culture is really where it's at. 
and um, they they kept that culture right where it needed even through our, our our journey. That's awesome. So as you think about the next three to five years, well, what are the biggest challenges you think you're going to face in achieving your goals, and who are the types of people you're going to need to overcome those challenges? Yeah. So well, yeah. Hopefully, we just hired one, which was our COO. Right? <laughs> A long term uh, for our next three to five years, we know we do know there's a lot of challenges that comes with growth and, and going there. And uh, he was a big, you know, there comes a point in time when you as a leader realize I can I've taken it as far as I can go as in this role position. Not now I can take the company a lot farther. It's not as far as I can it, but in this the way it's currently structured in my in my role, and I think that's what we realized is. We needed that next level. So the COO was a big part of that, um, you know, our future growth um, uh, as far as so. But yeah, the biggest challenge is uh, next, you know, um, we're going to be starting, you know, we've got a real estate company, obviously, kind of rolling as, uh, and as challenging as anything. This is just we're talking about like finding people, like trying to find good investment properties right now is tough. The market is really, really tight. And that's a challenge for us because we got into this for passive income. And so you're trying to get creative interest rates are going up. Mm -hmm. Uh, The home prices are still going up. So, you know, real estate's a great market, whether the market's up or down. Um, And so the biggest challenge for us right now is how do we keep building that portfolio um, in a market that is hot as it is and trying to ride this inflation and what does that look like? And, you know, we've been doing this for eight years and we're stable and we're ready for it, but you know, there's going to be some sort of correction or cooling off or what does that look like? We've never been through that market right. and we've never been through a downturn, you know? And so, you know, my thing is always, you know, a, a very wise man told me, you know, um, that you, in this type of market, as hot as we're in, um, you want to be able to pivot quickly. Mm-hmm. And so we're making our company in the next three to five years. And right now it's, hey, how do we pivot? You know, when the market changes, we need to be able to pivot quickly. Right. We're not in big projects and stuff. So, um, so I think that's going to be a challenge is knowing where to pivot and how to pivot and yeah. where do you keep, you, you can't ex- continue to find these deals. And do we need to look at different aspects of real estate as far as land goes or sure. different sectors of real estate besides single family? We're primarily single family. Um, and we're going to be starting different divisions. We're starting a capital business, uh, a commercial brokering business where we're uh, brokering uh, capital. And that's really goes into kind of what we do now is uh, we have um, access to a lot of different lenders that lend money for small SBA, uh, real estate, uh, equipment, leasing. Um, and so we have all of these different lenders that we've um, partnered with. Um, and then we, um, you know, we, we're going to go out and find obviously people that, that need capital, you know, and I think as banks start to tighten up this market, you know, money's been everywhere is, you're going to need more of these uh, different types of lending partners. And so kind of like houses and, and wholesaling, we find a house and then we find an investor looking for an investment property. We put those two together. That's the same thing we're going to do with capital. We got the lenders. We're looking for people, um, small business owners, big, big projects, you know, $200 million projects, development projects, bridge lending. We're finding those people and we're putting those two people together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that's really where I feel like our next growth is going to come is in the brokering side of the businesses. It's, uh, I've got a big passion for that. And I really want to, you know, be that. And it diversifies us a little bit, you know, and it hedges that we can, you know, with real estate, I don't really worry about the top or the bottom of the market. It's the way down 
or, or the down is what you got to ride out. Once you get to bottom, you're fine. Right. Cause then, you know, you're good. It's that ride down. And, and so um, having some, being diversified, being able to pivot all those things, I think is what's really going to help us get there. And what helps us, you know, is, is we've got a business coach as well. And is those coaches, man, is those, um, you know, those business coaches really help us to get, to make sure they see things from a different perspective than what we do. Uh, you know, our business coach once said it's a lot easier to read the label on the outside than the inside. <laughs> we're all the time as, as business owners, we're, 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 we are reading it from the inside yeah. and uh, <laughs> can't quite see it like the guy on the outside. So, um, yeah, so that's, you know, um, so strategic partners like that, I think are, are going to help us get to that next, uh, that next level. Awesome. Um, Jim Rohn's one of my favorite authors. He says that we've yeah. been the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So as you think about that quote, is that something that you find inspiring? Uh, uh, wh what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, um, I told you I'm on this internal uh, journey of, uh, of, of me, you know, uh, as a person. And it's, it's crazy. I, I couldn't believe that anymore, actually. When I first started this business, you know, I told my parents what I was doing, you know, and of course, you know, we're, you know, we're built at this time, this is 2014. We were literally building a brand new home you know, out in the country. A lot of things, it's not like building a home in a neighborhood. There's a lot of uh, different factors, right? you got wells and septics and there's just, a, you know, uh, you know, it's just, it's a lot harder to build. We were building it on our own. We were literally GCing it on our own. And, you know, we had just had, our third kid was a year old. And here I am telling my dad, I must start my own business. And I've got this good corporate job. Like, no, I just be careful. <laughs> with that, you know, and he was looking out for me. And, and um, what I started going to was these different Syrias and Enrias, these different real estate investment uh, meetings. Mm. And I started getting around like-minded people. And, and there is a group of us to this day, a core of some of the biggest guys that probably do business in Indianapolis that we all started within the same year of each other mm. and we've all grown to, you know, be the same size and some bigger than us and maybe some a little bit smaller. But, um, once I started realizing, like once they, we started, we were on this journey together and we're all competing against each other yeah. essentially, but we didn't care because we were collaborative and this is what's working for me. I got around people who believed in real estate who, and I started watching them grow and it was like, I could do it. And then, we got into a mastermind. That's when my business went to a whole different level. As I joined my first mastermind, uh, they were all, it's a lot of money to join those things. I wrote a check. I'm like, this is what I need. And I got around, you know, at the time, maybe the first mastermind might've been 75 people in this mastermind that were doing things that were above me, doing things that I hadn't done yet, but had been where I'd been and realizing like, they just started opening my eyes to like, oh my gosh, you can do that. And you can do this. And you hired that person. You don't do, you know, I remember one guy was like, you don't go see any of your rehabs. Like you, none. He's like, no, you know, I got a, I got a, you know, I got a project manager for that and this. And you started realizing, and it was all about scalability. It's all in this mastermind. They were teaching how to processes and systems and hiring right. and really scaling this thing. And so you surround yourself with people like that. And even today, I sort I look around like, man, you know, you always want to be, you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room, they say, you know, and <laughs> it is. And so, and that's whether you're, um, I'm talking about business, obviously, but if you're on a spiritual journey, 
who are you hanging around? You know, that's helping you with that spiritual journey. And, and, you know, right now we're, I, I'm on that journey, a little bit of, of that. And it's been awesome. It's like, and now I, I just find that I'm starting to like, I'm talking to these people that are on the same journey as I am. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. You know, I didn't think anybody else was, you know, was doing that. And so, um, because what I realized is in business is, you know, we talk about taking a business to a certain level, like I gotta be, um, I gotta be better internally for my business to grow. Mm. And that, that's where the self-discovery came, you know, as, is, you know, I told, um, you know, uh, one of my, um, uh, mindset, cause you know, I think our businesses just hit a ceiling, you know, like I feel like it's hit a ceiling, you know, where we can blah, blah, blah. And he's like, wow, oh, it's really interesting. You know, and one of those where coaches are looking at you, you're like, okay, here it comes, you know. <laughs> but he goes, and, he, and, it, and there, there is no ceiling, right? Right. That's that's your subconscious playing this message in your head, like this. And this is, and I think what happened was, is I had gotten our business to as high as I ever imagined it would be, right? And I was, I never imagined it to be any bigger. So I kind of got it there, and I'm just kind of stuck until I open up and realize you know, it can be so much bigger, but, but why I got to make sure that why, you know, why it's not just to be bigger, to be bigger, right. There has to be that internal piece and that internal yes. joy that you get from growing your business, because at some point you make enough money, you've got enough things, you've grown your business. And then you got to say, okay, what is this all for? What am I, why am I really doing this? And that's the journey that I'm on right now. And that, and I, it's a different podcast, but it affects my business and it affects the people in my business. Yes. And so me working on me is really me working on my business. That's awesome. I love it. Um, a couple of things you said that, that ring true for me is that idea of if we don't have the, the next step planned out or the next goal or the next vision, right. Of where we're going to take the business. It is very easy to plateau, right? Because if we achieved what beyond what we thought was possible, then we've already arrived. Right. So I love that you're you're working through that to figure out, okay, well, what's the next version and the next version and the next version. I, and then another uh, quote from Jim Rohn says that, you know, we should always be working on ourselves more than we do on our business. So I love that you're taking the time to dig in and, and recreate yourself and, and, and um, you know, change your identity and, and who, who you believe that you can be and what you believe that the business is capable of, because the only thing stopping us from, you know, continuing to expand and grow is our self-limiting beliefs. So, That's it. so outstanding work. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, yeah. for those listening to inspire other people to, to go on a similar journey, I've been in a, a mindset coaching program for the last 18 months and it's a lot of what you were just sharing and right it's just it's critical you've you, we got to uh, get out of our own way right in order to to take our our business to the next level yeah you got to um you know i'm learning a lot about detaching right you attach uh everything to like you know okay once we hit our goal is to do you know three million dollars a year right you know whatever it is i'm just making up numbers here but if your goal is that and you're attached to that and you hit it and it doesn't bring you that joy or happiness. Right. Then that's where you lose the motivation. Then it's like, well, why, why shoot for five? Three didn't make me happy. You know? <laughs> right? So like, or you start, or, you know, you, you, or, or you got to three and you're like, I'm still not satisfied. I'm going to go for five. Like, and you're never going to be satisfied. You're never, ever going to be satisfied. And so you got to have, you got to step back. And I think that's, but you're right. Your subconscious is telling you 
how successful you can or can't be. And I, that would be my one thing, you know, as business, because this, you know, being a business owner is stressful and, and, and it's, and it's, um, it can, it can ruin your marriage. It can ruin your relationship with your kids. It, it can do as much damage, right. And, um, yes. and it can good, you know? And so you got to make sure that you're, you're doing the right thing. And I think a lot of business owners get in that point where it's all about the business. And then they realize that didn't, that, that did not work. And, or I only almost say it didn't work. Well, it's like what you said earlier is, is what's the why, right? What's why, the why? why do we need, why does the business need more money? Right. It's gotta be for some other reason, right? Some bigger purpose. Otherwise, right. To your point, yep. if, if it's just about making more money, then there's never enough money and you're never satisfied. But if, if there's some other, you know, bigger joy or bigger thing that the money is being used to make a difference, right. Then all of a sudden you get that satisfaction of, Oh, well, you know, if I, so for us, our, ours is to, you know, help 10,000 underserved people over the next 10 years. So the more money we have, right, the faster we can do that. It's like, oh, well, well, we were able to feed one more, you know, homeless person or, right, shelter one more homeless, right? It's like now there's a thing, right, that you can get excited about and it's tangible versus, oh, there's just more money in the bank account. (laughs) And your team wants that, you know, and it takes it takes time as a business owner. You got to, you know, at first you just need to get money in the bank for yes. rainy <laughs> establish like you're not, you know? So yeah, there's different levels of that. Your team, your team will get behind you. Like I do believe that like people stay, I mean, people want a good culture and people will sacrifice. They want, they, it's a different world now um, than what it was. And, and you got to cater to those people because the good ones and, and they want a little bit more flexibility and they want to work, you know, from if the job permits where they want to work from home right. a day or two a week or, you know, or you just got to be like, okay, what's most important, you know, and, 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 uh, and culture, like we talked about culture is big on that and people seeing you get back gets behind that. That's what's creating culture. It's not about, nobody cares how, you know, buying you a bigger house or a nicer car or, you know, <laughs> the team is not going to get behind making you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Exactly. So, well, sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people who have helped you on your journey. If they were all on the show here today, what would you want to say to them? Um, man, uh, thank you. You know, I think, uh, I look, you know, I, I really do look back as I look back on my journey and I can all the way back from when I was in high school, I was, God has always put me around, um, good men. Um, as far as being a husband, uh, being a father, uh, being a hard worker, you know, I grew up, um, working on farms, uh, you know, I mentioned that and, um, you know, they were, uh, all Christian based farmers, you know, and, 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 you know, I, at the time I, didn't, you know, I wasn't like, on a, you know, I didn't, I just a job, right. Just word of God. But the lessons they were teaching me weren't about farming or hard work or that, you know, it was about life. Mm. and um you know whether the and they knew that i think you know and they were you know i you know i can just remember you know doing a job well done and making sure like when no one's around what kind of job are you doing you know and and you know there's a lot of things you can get away with that nobody will ever know you know and so just like these different life lessons and then i look at the business owner that i worked for for you know 13 years in the medical device like he 
I was learning from him how to like my company is very much ran like his. And I do think God put me there because he knew, you know, like I just believed that I was there to help him, to help his business, uh, to do all those things for him. But it was also, I was also learning from him mm -hmm. not even realizing yet that I was going to own my own business. I was watching the way he was doing things. And I remember now I always go back to like, what did I like when I was employed, you know? And, yeah. and, and I try to incorporate that into our business now. And then, um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's, and then obviously, you know, the, all the group of guys that, uh, you know, um, I look up to the most are the guys that run simple businesses and profitable businesses. You know, there's a lot of guys that run big things. So I would like, you know, so thank you. Uh, there's a lot of people that I, um, that probably don't even know. I watched them and learned a lot from them and they probably didn't even realize it. I hope I'm having that effect on other people, um, and not even knowing it. So, um, very grateful. Um, you know, that, uh, to, to be in this opportunity to be able to do this, want to make sure I pass it along. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Oh. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tim. Been great. Awesome. To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the self-made is a miss show with your host, coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us spread this movement by liking this show and posting about it on social media and to join our movement, go to bemadtogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward and we'll see you all next time. Take care.